to start this evening with a confession. And I'm gonna be 100% real with y'all tonight about this. As soon as somebody get off the phone, no, I'm just playing this. So, Straight Street's been around for a long time. It's funny, I've been talking to a couple of people and they're bringing me back. They're like, man, I remember you from whenever. And, and, and yeah, we've been doing this a long time. And, and what I'm about to share with you is this confession has only happened to me one other time. All right, and we'll talk about that. But in the last few months, I have legitimately been thinking and pondering and wondering if Straight Street is still something that God wants me to do. And, and, and I've been really, really serious about it. Um, and there's been a lot of reasons for it, but you know, we come out and, and we make this look easy, but it is hard work. I want you to give Nasika a round of applause. I want you to give Miss Karen some love right now. I'm serious about this. I'm serious because um, they come out and, and they make it look easy and, and it's not. It's not, it's hard. It costs money we don't have. Um, it costs, you know, some days you see it's just, it's just us out here serving tonight. It's not, it's not easy to pull this off. And when the pandemic hit, God asked us to do this five days a week and we were like, all right, and, and that's what we've been doing. Um, but it has not been easy. And so the last couple of months, I just kind of been like, I just don't know. I, I, don't, I don't know if we can maintain, I don't know what we're gonna do. Um, but a, a couple of things keep popping into my mind, right? And one of the things that pops into my mind is the lead pastor of our church, he says this all the time about our church. He goes, if our church was gone, would the people miss us, right? So I have to turn that question back around on me and I have to say, if Straight Street was gone, would the people who we love and serve, would they miss us? And you know, it don't take much for me to know the answer to that question because I come out here and I get nothing but love, no matter when I stop it, right? And so, okay, so that's, that's okay. I can, I can put that on the shelf and say, yes, if Straight Street was gone, the people would miss us, right? Okay, that should be enough, right? No, not all the time, not all the time. <laughs> I wish it was so, but, but it's not. Um, but even more important than, than our past is, is our future. It's the things that we wanna do. It's the things that we hope to accomplish. And listen, I'm, I'm, I wanna be 100% real with you. The things that we wanna do and the, and, and, and the ways that we wanna grow have very, very little to do with us and everything to do with you. Because we hear the stories in and out and we know how hard it is in and out, but we also know that you love us as much as we love you. And if we grow, you grow. And so as hard as it is, I tell you, I wrestle with it, I lose sleep over it. But then I think of just last Tuesday, and I'm walking through the crowd and I spot somebody who was trying to hide from me. And I grab him up and, I, and, I'm, and I'm having a conversation with him and we talk and, 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 and she's kind of ashamed and a little bit embarrassed. And I said, you know, there's, there's no judgment here. You know, you don't gotta hide 
anything for me. I, I want to share in your success as much as I want to share in your failure. I'd rather share in your failure because I want to be able to lift you up. I want to be able to tell you, keep on going. And, it, and it's funny for me to be able to say that when I need to be saying it to myself most of the time, right? And so I was reading this, reading through the book of Isaiah the other day, and in Isaiah chapter 7, verse 9 comes up and it says this. It says, if you are not firm in faith, you will not be firm in anything at all. All right, I see what you're saying, God. If you are not firm in faith, you will not be firm in anything at all. And so I wrote it down and I stuck it on my fridge. And y'all know I got three boys. So I started, I started with the baby. I said, tell me what this means. He's like, I don't know. I was like, tell me what it means. And he in his nine-year-old vocabulary, which is actually very good because he's got two older brothers, he was able to say, Oh, well, Dad, this just means if you don't trust God, then nothing else is going to work out for you. And I was like, well, that's very good for a nine-year-old boy to spit that back out at me, right? So then I get my 12-year-old up, and I'm like, you tell me what this means. And then he sits and he says, Dad, this is about security. And I'm not making this up right now. I was overwhelmed with joy because I, I don't necessarily believe I'm, I'm the one putting this in him, right? So, um... And so he said, Dad, this is about security. And I said, what do you mean security, boy? And he's like, well, you know, when, when, when you have to face hard times, you have to feel that security that God is with you even though it doesn't feel like it. And I'm like, all right, 12-year-old knocking it out the box right now. Okay, we're doing good, we're two for two. All right, go to my third one and he messed it all up. Now I'm just playing. My, my oldest boy, he, 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 he knew what it was about. He, he's reading and he's praying and he's, he's really good. So he was able to translate that back at me. And so, listen, to summate that verse, I'm gonna say that basically it's just saying, if you don't have faith in God, how are you gonna have faith in anything? How are you gonna have faith in yourself? How are you gonna have faith in the system? How are you gonna have hope that things will be better if you don't have that faith that allows you to believe in God's eternal purposes, right? But now it flips around to something else. It flips around to this. So there's two sides of the coin here, right? And the second one is, I'm having another conversation with the guy who messed up, right? He, he was living, actually living a lie. He was pretending to be something that he wasn't, all right? And God convicted him convicted him so much that he had to confess and he had to tell all the people closest to him and all the people around him and now he's ashamed and he's embarrassed and he's hurt and he's all of these different things right and now he's struggling right because he's eaten up inside because he feels like a piece of garbage and so I said to him I said so who did the lie impact he looks at me and he's like what I, I don't know what you mean and I said, okay, let me, let me put it a, a different way to you. So you've been lying about what you've been doing and who you've been doing it with and who you are as an individual. Did it hurt your parents? No. Did, did it hurt your friends? No. So you came clean and basically your life hasn't changed on the outside. You're right. It, it hasn't changed. 
Okay, so then who did the lie impact? He says, well, I guess it just impacted me. And he's right, and that's why he's so conflicted, and that's why he's all torn up inside, right? Now, now the, the, the King David in, in the book of Psalms, you read through First and Second Kings, you, really, you know that, that David uh, sinned against God. He was standing on his balcony, he was chilling, and saw this girl bathing in the river, was like, hmm, what's up with that? Let me holler at you, girl. Took somebody's wife, whole big story, and then in Psalms he says this, he says, God, against you and only you have I sinned. And so he goes, now, if that's not 100% true, because he's got the girl, he's got the baby, he's got the guy that he killed, he's got all this collateral damage, right? But it started with an offense against God. Right? And so the greatest hurt and the greatest pain happened to him, to David. And that's what this guy's struggling with right now. It's all, all eaten up inside. It's all messed up inside. And so the second part of this is if you're not firm in faith, you can't be firm in anything at all, is that this kid, if you can believe that there's a God in heaven and that he sent a son down who died for the forgiveness of your sins and you can't forgive yourself, then you have a faith issue. Because if you find it easier to believe that there's a God who forgives you, but then you're unable to forgive yourself, then where's your faith? Because then the only thing that's stopping you from moving on and moving forward is you. Not God, because there's no condemnation there. And this is the part that's even harder to swallow when you realize you are your own worst enemy. Because if God tells you in his word that he has created you for a purpose and for a design and that he loves you so much that he would send his son to die for your sins and all of these different things and you find yourself unable to move forward because you lack forgiveness of yourself or other people, then the heart issue is yours. And the only person suffering because of that is you. And so this passage is for either one, wherever you're at in this area and, and, and we're thinking through this stuff, if you cannot stand firm in your faith, if you cannot believe what you believe about God without reservation, without hesitation, without doubt, if you can't do that, then you're not standing at all. Just crawling, just scavenging, just scratching and clawing and trying to make it and then you fall again, and you try again, and then you fall again, but how many attempts do you have before you just give up? And you stop short of the blessing that God had designed for you all the time. See, a lot of time that scratching and clawing is just God refining us for something better. It's in preparing us to do better, to be better. But when we stop short, yeah, we fail God, but for all intents and purposes, we're just failing ourselves. And so, Straight Street's going to keep going because that's what God wants. And I don't intend to disappoint him. And it's going to be hard. It is hard. But we're going to keep it moving. And I can only hope that as you guys are hearing me today, that you might think about doing the same. That wherever you're at, maybe some of you are at a place right now where you're just ready to give up. 
I'm going to ask you all to just have faith. Stand firm. And do what one of my other favorite passages in the Bible says, and that's press on, ladies and gentlemen, because this is not the world that God designed, but he designed us to thrive in it, not survive it, to thrive in it. And that promise is for each and every one of us. So stand firm. I'm going to pray, and we're going to get underway. I'm going to thank you all so much for your time. Let's pray. God, I thank you so much. You know, your, your, your word has different meaning for different people, for those that want to hear it. Not so much for those that don't. But either way, Lord, we've heard that this word today, it, it pierced somebody's heart. I pray that it encouraged someone. I pray that, that I know that there's typically someone who's in any crowd that's just ready to be done. And that's a scary thought. And so I pray that today maybe a little bit of hope trickled into that mind, trickled into that heart. And for whoever that individual or individuals might be, they might be willing to just give you another shot that they might see another day. And Lord, for those of us that don't, well, you know, that's not my job, that's yours. And so we pray that sooner and later, their hearts might yield to you, that their ears might soften to you, Lord. Uh, and they might recognize that, you know, if you tried everything else and failed, why not give you a shot? But Lord, we thank you for your word because it does nourish our souls as this food we are about to serve nourishes our body, Lord. And so we thank you for that. We thank you for your son. Uh, without him, we may not be able to face another day uh, with a clean slate. So we thank you for his grace. We thank you for his mercy. We thank you for his forgiveness, Lord. And we pray as always that tomorrow we might rise with a desire to be better than we were today. Lord, we love you, we thank you. And we pray this all in Jesus' name. And my brothers and sisters say, amen, amen. amen. All right, thank you for your time. This podcast was recorded live and uncut at our Homeless Food Share events. To learn more about Straight Street, visit our website at straightst.org.